0: The one-two punch of 24-7 news coverage and social networks like Twitter and Facebook has made it easier than ever for someone to turn into an overnight sensation. A perfect example is Jeremy Lynn of the New York Knicks. He spent his rookie NBA season bouncing between the Golden State Warriors and the organization's developmental team in Reno. Subsequently waived by both the Warriors and the Houston Rockets, Lynn was a man without a team come Christmas 2011. Two days later, he was signed by the New York Knicks. Initially used as a reserve, Lynn finally cracked the starting lineup in early February and turned in a succession of dazzling performances that caught the attention of basketball fans around the world. In just a matter of days, Jeremy Lynn went from being on his brother's couch to global superstardom. However, Lynn's meteoric ascent was actually a bit problematic from an intellectual property perspective, and Finnegan partner Mark Summers joins us now to discuss the legal challenges that people like Jeremy Lynn face and lessons to be learned from this experience. Mark, can you briefly explain the specific issues that Lynn faces from an intellectual property perspective?
1: Jeremy Lynn is an example of an explosion of success and a lot of media that follows that success. It creates a powerful uh, commercial property virtually overnight. Jeremy Lin came off the bench in the NBA, had a number of great games, and the media followed him and created a whole litany of terms to describe this fantastic performance by this athlete, starting with sort of Linsanity, which morphed into Super Nintendo, Linderella, Incredible! All these words were being created by the media and the public to refer to this individual.
0: Now, how do the current laws cover these types of situations?
1: Fortunately for Jeremy Lynn, he has the right of publicity to help his case. The right of publicity is a common law right that protects the name and likeness of in- individuals so that Jeremy Lynn will be able to protect his name, Jeremy Lynn, and those types of monikers that refer to him, such as Lynn Sanity there's little doubt that Linsanity will be associated with uh, Jeremy Lynn because of the press coverage. And these publicly created monikers really marry the term to the individual, and he will be able to successfully assert rights in those terms. Now, when we take that and look at it from a trademark perspective, for example, we are looking at a particular term that will designate the source of goods. That's how it differs from the right of publicity. And in this case, we have a number of people who filed for various lin oriented types of marks. Again, uh, Lin Sanity, for example, Linspirational, uh, Lin Credible, Air Lin. And in each of these cases there will be an examination of those marks to determine the registrability of it. One of the objections that we can anticipate is that the term refers to an individual, that is, Jeremy Lin. And I think there is a fairly good chance that these people will be denied registration because of the association with a living individual.
0: How can Jeremy Lin put a new face on this issue?
1: Jeremy Lin puts a new face on the issue because his reach is much broader than simply the United States. His renown extends uh, throughout Asia. He is perhaps the Michael Jordan of uh, Asia. And because of that, his problems are not geographically limited to the United States. The same types of issues he's going to face in the United States, he's going to face in Asia and in China, and having to deal with people who are seeking to leverage off the goodwill of his commercial success. In the end, Jeremy Lin really puts a great kind of an American value story in the forefront, one of hard work, uh, persistence, and dedication. This is uh, someone who went to Harvard, who's succeeded scholastically. He went to live his dream and dedicated towards the basketball, was on the bench with the Knicks, and his time came with uh, some injuries uh, to some other players. And when he stepped up and took this opportunity, he sort of hit the three-point shot and really morphed himself from a, uh, from a bench warmer to a superstar. These are the types of things that play well to the American press and media. It will also play well to the international audience. I mean, after all, he spent uh, some time on his brother's couch while he was trying to move his career forward, so... He comes with a lot of uh, a very uh, storied type of background that will sell well commercially as well.
0: Let's get out the legal playbook for a minute here. What options does Jeremy Lin have to address the situation going forward?
1: He's going to need to put a full core press uh, on defense in trying to prevent others from exploiting his name and likeness and his rights. He also needs to, for lack of a better term, uh, drive to the lane on offense to really put together a program that is aggressive and seeks to protect those rights. The two types of areas he will be looking to maximize are trademarks, and his right of publicity. His right of publicity uh, will be geographically limited to those jurisdictions that represent or recognize the rights, and the trademark issues, uh, which are more internationally based, while they do vary from country to country, will afford him the opportunity to try and get trademark protection. Many countries, however, determine their rights on the first to file as opposed to the first to use. And so he can expect problems of interloping types of parties who have filed for protection in certain countries in anticipation of perhaps Jeremy Lin's filings at a later date and preempting his rights and then seeking to basically hold him up However, uh, as I indicated earlier, I think the renown of this individual, particularly in Asia, is going to help his case in showing that these filings were uh, made in bad faith and uh, were simply to expropriate his commercial fame.
0: Using Jeremy Lin's experience that we've been talking about here for the last few minutes, what's the key takeaway for athletes or business people that experience sudden success or fame?
1: There's a plan that needs to be quickly put together and executed, It's basically looking at two aspects. One is to preserve the goodwill generated by this sudden success or fame. And the second is to mitigate the unauthorized third-party exploitation of the commercial success. Now, uh, this two-step process needs to work in tandem. Obviously, there is uh, a need to uh, get the applications to register the trademarks out around the world in those countries of commercial interest, as well as those countries where there may be manufacturing uh, concerns. And second is to look at the picture from a commercial standpoint to determine, are there any third parties that need to be policed? And how can those people be best brought to justice in those jurisdictions most favorable to the owner of this sudden fame or or sudden right that's uh, been created overnight?
0: Our guest has been Mark Summers, a partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. To stay current on IP issues, to listen to other podcasts in the series, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.